everybody. This is Bianca, and you're listening to episode two of the One Mic Project. I'd like to, again, thank um, Elmika, Yonique, and Sam for contributing to episode one. You can never really go home again. Also, a big thank you to everyone who downloaded the episode and who listened and gave feedback. The theme of this episode is Whoops, and it features a story by my good friend, Frank Spignese. You know, I think most of us go through life trying to do the right thing, and some of us even take that further, trying to do things that make the people around us feel special, even when those people are strangers. Here is Frank's story about how things done with the best of intentions can sometimes go wrong. Uh, for those of you who might be listening with small children around, please be advised that this story contains a bit of colorful language that may not be suitable for kids. All right, hello. This is my story about whoopsie daisy, whoopsie Maisie. Big mistakes that we make in life. This is my story. This is uh, this takes us back in time, back to another world, a more innocent time, a more innocent place. The year was two thousand eight, almost a decade ago. George Bush was still president. Fallout Boy and Avril Lavigne were burning up the charts. Uh, Fidel Castro stepped down. And uh, Indiana Jones and the Mystery of the Crystal Skeleton was the number one movie in the country. It was a different world. Before Obama. B.O. Before Obama. This is my story. It involves baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. I love the baseball. Uh, one of the great American contributions to the world. And uh, in 2008, the Major League Baseball season opened in Tokyo, Japan. Now, there was a series of games played. Uh, there was uh, the actual official beginning of the season between the Boston Red Sox and the Oakland Athletics which I attended both games. And then there was a series of exhibition games uh, featuring the Sox and the A's against the Hanson Tigers and all the Tokyo Giants, which I also attended. I got these tickets through my Uncle Ed. Uncle Ed, how you doing? Very much. If you listen in, I appreciate it. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the tickets. God bless you. And uh, I went to the game with my good friend downtown Al Brown, bit of a celebrity, you probably know him, and uh, at the game, by coincidence, in front of us sat a bunch of people from uh, my home state of Massachusetts, they were from Lowell, Massachusetts, now you know Lowell, Kerouac town, big uh, mill town from back in the day, lots of low lifes, great family, you know Jack Kerouac, so of course you know Lowell, kind of a strange coincidence, very nice. Even more beautifully, to my right at the baseball game, at Tokyo Dome, by the way, to the right of me was a father and a son. A father and a son at a baseball game together. Beautiful. Sadly, it was at the Tokyo Dome. It's a dome that kind of takes away from the romantic aspect of the father and the son being at the baseball game. But it's Japan, so what can you do? Anyway, there we are. Exhibition game. Red Sox against the Henson Tigers. Now, the kid next to us, a young man by the name of 
Kenji Watanabe. Japanese kid, eh, maybe about, I don't know, maybe 9, 10 years old. And his father, in his uh, early 40s possibly. And uh, sat next to me and Al Brown. And the kid had brought his baseball glove with him. Beautiful sight. Young kid. Didn't look too athletic. So this is probably the most athletic moment of his entire life. Bringing a baseball glove to a baseball game to catch a foul ball. And we were right down the first baseline. And uh, we could see Kevin Euclid. You know, he played for the team back in the day. And uh, the kid was all ramped up, excited. We talked to him a bit. Me and Al Brown had a few drinks in us. So we were super sociable, talking to the young boy and his father, talking to the military people in front of us, and, uh, you know, having a very uh, jovial time. As the game proceeded, and it was a total blowout, the Red Sox annihilated the uh, Hanson Tigers. As the game proceeded, it was evident that there was no baseball coming in this direction foul ball for this kid to catch to make his day. So me being a good citizen, I decided that what I would do as a decent human being and as a lover of the game of baseball, I would go down into the souvenir shop and buy a baseball and then from the aisles in front of the seating area, I would throw the baseball to the kid and be like, hey, Kenji Watanabe, catch! And I'd throw the ball to him, and he'd catch the ball, and he'd be like, yay, what a great day for me. Anyway, my heart was in the right place. I went down to the souvenir shop, and I looked around for uh, baseball to buy, and that's when I realized the only baseballs that were available will autograph baseballs by the teams that were playing in this exhibition and or opening day series. So they were baseballs that were autographed either by the Hanson Tigers or the Tokyo Giants or the Oakland Athletics or the Boston Red Sox. And in varying degrees of prices, they ranged from like 6,000 yen to 20,000 yen. In American money, that's like 60 bucks to like $200. And as nice of a guy that I am, this was not in the realm of my financial possibilities. So, after briefly contemplating the phenomena and the repercussions of maybe shoplifting a ball, which I decided against because that's wrong, and I probably could not have gotten away with such an act, I got the wheels spinning in my brain and I came up with an even more ingenious plan. What I would do was buy a hot dog. I would buy a hot dog and instead of the baseball I would throw the hot dog to the kid. It's wrapped in foil so there isn't like relish and fucking onions flying everywhere. I would buy a hot dog and throw it to the kid and he would catch it And even though it wasn't a foul ball hit by Manny Ramirez, it would still have some sentimental value to the kid and make his day at the ballpark very memorable. 
Anyway, I bought a hot dog, and I ate the first one because I was hungry. Then I bought another hot dog, and I took it over to where we were sitting, and I stood down at the front of the seating section, down at the front aisle, the front pedestrian passageway, and I yelled to the kid, Hey, Kenji! Kenji! Kenji Matsunami! And I motioned to him that I had the hot dog in my hand. Now, it was evident from this moment that him and his father did not quite know what I was going on about. But I figured after I kind of waved the hot dog a few times in the air and made sort of a catching motion from my left hand where the hot dog was into my right hand where I had an imaginary baseball glove that he should proceed to begin to get ready to catch the hot dog to experience this wonderful moment. Anyway, so then I fucking reached back and I hurled that hot dog like I was Bob Gibson in 1978. And I threw it right at Kenji. And it smacked him right in the face and knocked off his glasses. And they had no idea what was going on. And the father got kind of angry. And then the hot dog ricocheted off his face and knocked the father's bear out of his head. And this father's bear spilled all over the Massachusetts military people who were sitting in front of us. And the scene got really ugly and really tense. And I had to go up there and kind of explain with my half-ass adjective-only based Japanese language abilities what I was trying to do. But this did not work out. And then the security came by and the Massachusetts military folks who had been sitting in front of us kind of mentioned that, yeah... We were super drunk, me and Al Brown, and that uh, maybe it was time for us to be escorted away from the game and be ejected from the Tokyo Dome. And that's the story. Oopsie daisy, kind of crazy, but I did my best. I had the best interests of the child in my heart. I wanted to make him have a better day. A great day to make his dreams come true. But this was not meant to be. And it was a nightmare. Then afterwards, me and Al Brown went out into the parking lot outside. And got totally shit-faced with a bunch of Hanson Tigers fans. Who, if you know Hanson Tigers fans... They're all basically in the Yakuza. These guys had more tattoos than fucking Motley Crue. And we got, uh, we got bombed with them and traded t-shirts. And uh, that's my story. Oopsie daisy. I'm only human. Uh, thank you, Frank, for reminding us all not to throw while under the influence. A quick note about the story, just uh, before I started to put the episode together today, I got a message from Frank with a small correction. When Frank said that he hurled the hot dog like Bob Gibson in 1978, he had really meant to say 1968 since Bob Gibson retired in 1974. 
I know barely anything about baseball, so I could have uploaded the story without knowing the difference. So thanks to Frank for contacting me with that detail. Frank Spignese lives in Tokyo, Japan. His first book, The Great Flood, was published in 2009. And by the way, that's a great book of poetry in my personal opinion. I love that book. Anyway, I want your true stories for upcoming episodes of the One Mic Project on themes including taboo, family reunion, and ghost stories. To learn more about the podcast and the submissions process, email me at theonemicproject at gmail.com. You can also connect by liking the One Mic Project's page on Facebook and by following at One Mic Project on Twitter. Looking forward to your stories and thanks again for listening.